because I'm a strong believer in some shape or form, the metaverse is going to come. Nice. And you're better ahead of the pack than behind. I mean, there are so many good use cases already out there on AR, but also VR, that I encourage every company to try it. If they can't do it themselves, look for agencies, look for partners who have experience already in the metaverse. And just, you know, think about crawl, walk, run. And we're all in the crawling phase right right now. And we're going to be in the run and, you know, in the walk and run phase. Be curious, be brave, look for the right partners and just try things out. Today's guest in CMO Talk is Angie Gifford, Vice President EMEA at Meta. This is CMO Talk, the podcast. Marketing discussed at the highest level. CMO Talk is sponsored by our valued partner, Adobe. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to CMO Talk. My name is Klaas Weimer. I'm a professional marketer, founder of Energize and podcaster since 2008. And in this monthly show, we unravel the secrets of world's marketing giants. And I'm Adam Fields. I'm a stand-up comedian who spends way too much time on Facebook, frankly. And, and, and to be honest, I'm terrified of the metaverse. I am. I think once I'll step in, I'll never step out again. That's what I'm afraid of. Today, we are honored to have Angie Gifford as our guest. Angie is Vice President EMEA and has been with Meta for almost three years now. And prior to Meta, Angie has uh, built an impressive career in his leading roles at uh, Hewlett Packard, TUI and Microsoft and was honored with the Managerin Desiades Award. Uh, moreover, Angie recently published her book, the uh, Digital Decade. I'm trying to pronounce it in German a little bit. That means the digital decade, is that right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my Germans, my Germans up to scratch. Wow, <laughs> wow. amazing, I'm blown amazing. away. How did I do that? And I'm very excited to meet Angie. I've never met her before. See what I did there? See what I did there? It's good to start with a groan, isn't it? Um, today we're talking about leadership and technology. What kind of leadership do we need to deal with change? Because thanks to technology, the business context is always changing. So how do you lead a CMO? And what skills do you need in an increasingly volatile business environment? From her experience in various leading roles and her wealth of knowledge of the latest tech trends, I'm sure Angie must be able to share some insights and hopefully some do's and don'ts. Angie, welcome to CMO Talk. It's great to have you as our guest. Wow, wow, wow. What an introduction, uh, Klaus and Adam. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really looking forward to an interesting and inspiring discussion with you guys. And yeah, let's start. Um, I'm really I'm really up for it. Great. Right. You, um, as mentioned in the introduction, you work for over two decades for Microsoft and currently as VP at Meta, uh, both amongst the biggest tech companies in the world. How did you experience the shift to Meta? Well, you know, I mean, I was 21 years to be precise in Microsoft, then wow. HP, then Meta, and uh, I always had very visionary, um, visionary bosses, right? Bill Gates had the ambitious goal, you might remember that, um, to get a desktop computer on every desk in every home on the world. And there was like, oh God, what are you smoking, Bill? You know, I mean, that, that cannot happen. <laughs> and now if I look at you guys, I don't know if you have one or two phones in your hands or in your pockets or wherever, um, but we have the compute power, you know, now in our hands. So, um, and that's what I what I really really like, and that's why I also like to work now for Mark because he is a, a very visionary boss, a very visionary CEO, and it's a time of change. I mean, I, I've been through this with Microsoft, right? Uh, SharePoint. We never thought that we could work so collaboratively, uh, you know, 
as a team, then SharePoint came and it was a great tool. Business intelligence was something else, you know, that also um, Bill was very, very much uh, convinced of. And, uh, you know, to enhance decision making by giving leaders real-time information and insight into the performance of their businesses. So um, here we go. Very, very transformational times in both companies, I have to say. And uh, I have to also admit, Meta is, of course, different because Microsoft you know, was, when I joined, still a young company, but not as young as, as Meta. I mean, Meta yeah. now is 18 years. Um, we built it, basically, our family of apps and technology, including Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, and MetaQuest. Um, now, you know, we have stories, wheels, really new innovation. And now with, with, with the Metaverse coming, the next uh, computing platform, it's super, super exciting. Yeah. So... Coming from a, now, I would say, pretty professional, mature Microsoft, now in an entrepreneurial, a lot of changes, technology, gig company like, like Meta, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a change for me. But at the same time, uh, working for visionary bosses is really, really inspiring to me. And I just love the culture. And one last point, and mm -hmm. then I'm done. I have to say, Microsoft HP were a lot on the commercial side of the house. What really drove me to join Meta is giving everybody a voice and people and connecting people in the world. And this mission does not stop in the entrance hall on a nice poster. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's really, really the vision of the company. And we live and breathe it every single day. And talking about um, uh, shifts, uh, besides your personal shift, also Meta last year made a huge transformational shift in their strategy and focusing on the metaverse. Could you explain a little bit about that? For, what, for a lot of people, what is the metaverse? A lot of people <laughs> don't quite understand what it is. What is it? So first of all, I, guys, I have to uh, I have to clarify something. Most of the people think, oh, my God, you're creating another product, right? And you call it the metaverse and it's yours, you know, and you have closed shop here and so on and so on. It's not. The metaverse is not owned and not built by one single company. It's really the society together with regulatory bodies, together with, you know, with developers, with academics. And, of course, big, big companies and the industry is building the metaverse. So that's the first thing. What it is, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, some, some digital rooms that you can move from one to each other, very, very flawless, and do stuff you can't do in the physical world and be with people that you right now cannot be physical with. So, for example, if we would meet in the metaverse, you know, we would see each other with avatars. I would see much more, you know, when class says, oh, my God, what is she talking about? Because he makes a funny face. Uh, I would see you, Adam, in a, in a very, very, I would experience you in a very, very different format yeah. because we would be all in this digital room. So I describe it very, very simple. You are not looking to the Internet. You in the internet so that's that's, that, that's that's the mind always very very simple you know description of I, the metaverse i kind of think um, of it as the the steven spielberg film ready player one there's the <laughs> oasis have you seen that film no i haven't that that is like the metaverse film um check it out it's a great movie i, will, and it, I, and I think it, I think it you know? tells us where maybe that's the vis the future vision of the metaverse. yeah but i think it goes a little wider you know we have everything we're doing right now socially connecting socially we can do with the metaverse we can be entertained we can do games we can do work you know it's just more natural and vivid and i think when you look back um adam and and, and class you know where we're coming from we've gone from the desktop to the web to the mm -hmm. phone, um, you know, from text to photos to video. For me, it's the next revolution or evolution of the internet. So instead of looking at screens, our scr scr communicating through a screen, we're going to be 
with headsets on, basically, is that VR headsets? Well, I wouldn't say you have to worry about the headset all the time because we're going to make the metaverse also accessible through your phone and through your PC. Ah. So that's very, very important to keep in mind. But another thing that's important to keep in mind, hey, guys, it's five to ten years from now. Um, It's not not something, you know, I I can meet in six months with you guys and we're going to be fully immersed. It's a journey. And, of course, we are leading the pack, Mm -hmm. but we're also working super, super closely with the Googles, with the Apples, you know, with with the Microsoft of the world, as you probably heard in our Connect uh, that's happened beginning of October. Fascinating stuff. And I can feel your passion, Angie. Do you, is that because you feel like you're on the cusp of a great new uh, step in, not just in, not, not just in technology, almost in our evolution? You know, this is where we're going to be spending a lot of our time in the future. Well, I would say, you know, I don't want people to spend more time online because there's nothing as good as a physical time, a physical hug, and that mm. the metaverse, you know, cannot replace. Let's be real. Mm. But what I really enjoy is two things is is to you know to have the time that i'm online a better quality of Mm. time and a better experience when i'm online and secondly and that sounds maybe a little you know off track here for me it's the accessibility that the metaverse is going to give particularly you know in terms of for example the education um if uh, i have a i have a wonderful project going on you know in bangalore with with a with a school class we were diving in the great barrier reef you know with the oculus oh, device and with a diving nice. teacher <laughs> it reminds me we had a little taster of the metaverse when we were in can can lions we went to the um uh meta uh, pavilion and we tried tried it and we were on the iss the international space station oh, yeah. that one That's a great it, one it was too. a spiritual experience it was was incredible and you look and I was crying. Around. I actually almost, <laughs> oh, because I always wanted to be an astronaut. Let's face it, every every boy's dream. And I was there, and I did kind of get. It was so immersive that when uh, I saw another, there was get. another astronaut there, waved at me. I waved back, sort of feeling <laughs> yes. like I was there. Yeah, you do. So, so really that's, that's something, the accessibility, you know, for people. You know, that's something that drives me. And I've seen it with Bill. Uh, you know, we can make it happen. And mm-hmm. I see it now with Mark. And again, guys, it's a, it's a bet for the future. And I'm happy to be on that rocket ship. And, and, I, and I strongly believe wow. it. But again, it's five to 10 years out, you know, okay. and we always have to keep that in mind. Now, today we're talking about leadership and the role of technology. In your opinion, we've, you've mentioned the metaverse, but what top three tech trends should every CMO know about? So I would I would uh, name three, and of course the last one is the metaverse. So let me first go into the three. first one. <laughs> the first one is AI. Um, you know that's that's also a big bet mm-hmm. for our company. We we invest a lot in artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. and if you look at some stats, and I'm uh, being German, you know I love stats. The Price Coopers estimate that AI is set to contribute up to fifteen point seven. Listen to this trillion dollars to the global economy in twenty thirty. Wow. So it's really really big. Wow. And when you look at it today, automatic processes and an AI-powered creation tool let businesses run so much more efficient and better performing, particularly for the uh, CMOs here, the ad campaign, which is really, really important, particularly also for the small businesses. Mm-hmm. And in the future, we think and we're working on uh, that our system will be able to take a business website alone and pull it together 
and an entire campaign automatically from the creative down to the targeting um, that would be huge for the SMB, you know, really this automation. And also when you look at business messaging, that's another big bet that you probably heard about. Uh, more than 1 billion users connect with the business account across our messaging services every single week. And some messaging needs to be personalized, um, yeah. but some don't. And AI handles the repetitive interaction um, that require not a human. So mm. AI, keep that in mind, dear CMO. I think that's something you know you should you should really dig deeper in and understand where this is taking you. So that's and one second, AI. Sorry, AI. Yes. First one, AI. And secondly, I would say the video and creators. Um, and you probably, you know, experience this yourself. I certainly do. You know, I want to share and experience moments in the richest way as I can. And I want to do this easily. And um, in the last several years, Marvel Network have gotten faster. Video is the main way that people experience content online. And uh, it could be long form that we all love, you know, when we want to convey brand messaging, driving consideration and telling nuanced stories. But I have a 17-year-old son. He doesn't want long form. He wants shorter videos yeah. on Instagram and Facebook. You know, share content, discover content. So uh, reels, reels is 20% uh, of the time uh, people spend on Instagram. 20% and it's going up. Wow. Yes. And 50% of the time spent on Facebook, that's something, you know, Adam, you said you spend a lot of time on Facebook. 50% of the time people spend on Facebook, they spend with video. Mm -hmm. So that's it. AI, video, video, and of course, and we talked about this before, the metaverse. metaverse. These are the three trends I would uh, write in the little notebook of, of every scene. Okay. What, what kind of leadership do you need to deal with? Uh, the impact of all these new technologies, uh, both on business people and society. So I think you have to have get, you have to be very very inclusive, empathic, and visionary. You know, we love to have. Hey, this is my team. This is my the team leader. This is the hierarchy in the company. And you know, I I micromanage my teams. These times are over. If you look, you know, at the real, you know, creative people, people that want to see empowerment, they want to be made part of the the plot. You know, and you need to recruit to retain and develop the right talents more than ever mm. in this very very competitive and fast moving industry. So we need leader, embrace the change, empower the people, be visionary and also be bold and have the courage, you know, to do big things and, uh, and think fewer, bigger, deeper. Is that your leadership style then? Uh, for my last 25 to 30 years, I have three mantras that I'm happy to share with you. Please. My first one is people make the difference. I'm an absolute, absolute people person. I love to work with people, to coach people, but I also learn. Mm -hmm. From people, you know, that have the different perspectives. I mean, I did the mistakes and hired little angels before in my team when I was younger. <laughs> now I experience over the years, I don't need little angels. I need very diverse people, yes. background, experiences, views, and who challenge me. Second, uh, you know, mantra is say what you think and do what you say. Speak up. Share the thoughts, but if we make a decision, you better go out and carry this decision and implement what we decided. So really be accountable, you know, um, for what basically we decided. And you as a, as part of the team needs to needs to follow that and not say five excuses why you couldn't implement and you couldn't execute. And then the last one is work hard and play hard. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all have to have the times where we just say, hey, guys, 
we have to celebrate successes. Mm. Uh, we have to be together, you know, as a team and learn, you know, also the personal side. We are very, very many hours in our jobs together with, with other work colleagues and we get to know them and, um, and, and really, you know, have, have a lot of, uh, you know, chances to get to know them, be it an offsite, you know, be it in personal stuff that you're sharing. We always do check-ins when we, when we have uh, team calls, how are you doing, what's top of mind and so on. So enjoy, you know, the time, work hard, but also at some point, let's say, hey, let's have fun together and, um, and, and just be just be happy with each other. What's it like being being a, a leader with with German roots in, a, in an American <laughs> tech company? I mean, because obviously their European values, the like work life balance, maybe it's not always the same in, in the US, is it? So I made a strategically good move. I married an American, twenty two years now, <laughs> New Yorker. <laughs> so you know, and I have two stepdaughters uh, who live in the US, and uh, so that brought me a little bit into the American culture <laughs> because I think they embrace diversity more. I mean, if you look at the stats, particularly in Germany, you know, you can see this is this is still true, unfortunately, till today. And um, and I think you know if you if you understand the culture of uh, of the U.S. and if you understand you know the drive for technology and the innovation and you feel that they make you part of the plot, it's really a great great place to be in. Yeah. Of course, I love the mechanics, the physical engineering, the manufacturing power. But, but, you know, but the engine, sorry, in sorry, sorry to interrupt. But but the American yeah. companies are also very target driven, right? Yes. Um, how do you compare that to the German companies who are also yeah, punktlich and uitlich and uh, right on time. Is it is it different? Is it a different approach in in culture between the Americans and the the, the German or probably more the Western European countries? Yeah, I mean the the American companies they have their clear scorecards, their KPIs, and so on and so on. Yes. But how they get there is a little bit different. Mm. The Germans are very very set in their way how to fulfill their business yeah, goals. Process based. Very, very process-based, very, very, this is the way, you know, sometimes a little bit, I'm sorry to be a little biased here, my way or the highway. And I think uh, in the U.S., the companies give a little bit more freedom in how to get there. Yeah. The word is very tough, guys. If you don't make your quarterly earnings, if you don't hit your, you know, your targets, you're going to have a tough discussion. Yes. But how you get there is much more flexible mm. and agile and nimble. And I think that's what the German companies have to learn, to just let go, to empower the people and say, guys, this is where we want to go to, but how you get there, hey, do it your way, be creative, think out of the box, because you, you stimulate creativity of the people and you get the best out of people. Don't want to miss an episode of CMO Talk? Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on cmotalk.global. Right. Now, uh, the impact of these all these disruptive technologies uh, prompts companies to work together with partners even more than they've done in the past. Meta recently announced new partnerships with Microsoft and with Accenture to accelerate working with Meta Connect. Uh, now, the partnership with Microsoft must be close to your heart Very since close. you've worked with Microsoft for so long. What's your take on this partnership and the future of work? So, yes, I have to tell you, I'm super, super uh, happy when I saw this. Of course, I, uh, I knew about this a little bit up front, but when it was announced, I was like, this is great. You know, you work with Microsoft 21 years and now you're in Meta and they, they're married, so to speak. So how do they marry? Uh, we are bringing Microsoft Teams VR app to Quest devices. 
you know, so you have new ways um, to connect, to share and to collaborate. So basically, you know, the Quest device uh, is going to be, you know, available uh, for Microsoft Teams. We also will bring the meta avatars to Microsoft Teams mm. to make whiteboarding, brainstorming and, and meets up just more immersive. Mm. And last but not least, we're also enabling Horizon Workroom for Teams so people can join team meetings directly from workrooms and the virtual office of the future really, you know, can be played across all of these That's devices. Nice. That's the true so, promise of the metaphors. And that's yeah. really cool, guys. That's really the new way of working mm. and the new way of experiencing collaboration if you cannot be in person. And again, be in person, this is great, but the war of talents is out there, right? And yeah. uh, you have to recruit talents probably where you don't have an office. And here you can bring together people who are totally remote, people who are across the Atlantic, people who are you know, in Munich, in your neighborhood, and you call, can all bring them together and just have a better experience uh, in terms of collaboration and being in this digital room. Nice. And and you also partnered with Accenture. Accenture. Right. Uh, what, 60, yeah, yeah. They, they bought already 60,000 of our you know, Oculus glasses in order to um, show this also to the business world. Because, of course, you know, we, we want to build the metaverse to do social interaction and, you know, have a social platform. But we also want to take the metaverse into the businesses. And that's where Accenture is helping us. Mm. And uh, seeing is believing, guys. You probably, you said it yourself. You have been in the metaverse. Yeah. And, you know, when, once, you, once you're in it, you can better understand than rather talking about this. So that's basically where, where Accenture is going to help us bringing it into the business space, bring it into you know, nice. the workspace and really show it what opportunities for the companies is, is out there. And the last piece is, you probably heard that NBC, uh, the pickup up uh, starting in 2023, we're also going to have the entertainment piece there. You know, you can watch the movies, be it, you know, horror movies or also be it comedy in the metaverse. And I think it's going to be an amazing experience. Nice. Okay. What, what, what should companies do to pre be prepared for the metaverse? What can they do now? Oh, well, I, I would say try and error, guys. I mean, there are so many good ca use cases already out there, you know, on AR, but also VR, that I encourage every company to try it. To If they can't do it themselves, look for agencies, look for partners who have experience already in the metaverse and just, you know, think about, uh, crawl, walk, run, and we're all in the crawling phase right right now, and we're going to be in the run and you know in the walk and run phase. But you know, be curious, be brave, look for the right partners, you know, and just try things out. And not everything is going to be amazing, you know, the first time you try it. But I think it's very important to do this because I'm a strong believer in some shape or form the metaverse is going to come, nice. and you're better ahead of the pack. And behind. You mentioned that there are so many interesting use cases uh, already out there. Can you can you give one example to make it concrete? Yeah, I think we have to differentiate between AR and VR. Mm. If you look at AR, wow. basically augmented reality, you know, we do a lot of work with our brands now with the filters, like, you know, beauty brands like Sephora or Charlotte Tilbury. So give the people the opportunities, you know, to try on products, try the lipstick, how does it look like? 
or you know um you know go into a, a wonderful shop where you can buy glasses you don't need to go in the shop you can try out with the filters of glasses how they look on your face nice. so yeah. that's that's the ar piece if you look at the vr piece i have one that that really you know is is it's ticking a lot of boxes and that's the the boxes of you know you don't have to travel so sustainability yes uh, the other box you know you can do this across you know many 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 different regions and different countries and you still get a very good result training we mm. work very mm. close with uh with the hilton um the hilton turned on uh virtual reality with the quest glasses and they trained thousands of their people in terms of you know servicing in kitchens in 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 the rooms and so on and so on in virtual reality so they all came together uh the training was done through vr they didn't need to travel and they had an amazing experience knowing how to behave, how to do the beds, how to, you know, do the, the kitchen stuff, how to work in an Hilton office and so on and so on. So really, really great results wow. by sitting where you are, where you get a basic and, and, and cleaning it, cleaning the bathroom without getting your hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Hey, Adam, I know you are always very <laughs> ah, much down to the practical I hate cleaning. side. Uh, perfect for me. <laughs> well, that's smart, actually. My, my wife says I sort of virtually clean the, the house anyway. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I, isn't I, I don't really do it. getting your hands dirty. <laughs> no, so that's a, that's a good example. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then another example I wanted to point out, right, you know, how brands could do in the metaverse, you know, check out the, the miniverse with BMW, they really created that that stickiness to the brand through the miniverse. Um, you can design your own mini, you have a very nice uh, racing suit on, you have a very nice course that you're racing in the mini, you hear the noise, you can feel the, the wind blowing, and then you know uh, you have external players also who can make your life difficult. So the miniverse is a great example how you make people experience your brand in the metaverse much more lively, much more immersive. And this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg, I presume. Yeah. There's many more well, creative ways. It's just the start, guys. I mm. think we are, mm. particularly on the, on the, you know, for the CMOs, there is much more to explore and, you know, to, to, to act upon. Nice. And what, what do you see as the biggest challenges for companies with the metaverse? So I think the challenges are to take people with them on the journey. Find the right leaders to lead you know, through this change, because the cha it, 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 it definitely uh, uh, requires change. Find the right also tech people to help you execute, to help you, you know, embrace the metaverse and the vision. Well, and last but not least, make sure that you have a very, very clear design what you want to achieve by when. And I, I again say, crawl, walk, run. You shouldn't go out there and, you know, everything is in the metaverse in two years from now, we totally turn the company around, da, 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 da. No. I think it's a complementary route to market. It's definitely a great vision, but you have to really do it step by step. Mm. Don't be slow, but don't overdo it. Um, I think you really have to have clear plans how you want to execute, what you want to do in the metaverse, and take people with you on the journey. Because for some people, it might be frightening uh, that this new thing is coming, and they're probably yeah. not going to embrace it as much. I think as for well. most people, it's quite terrifying. I think yeah. most people are terrified by it, until, maybe until you experience it. You know, I mean, yeah. You know. is so, it, is, it an, is it actually a one, one, one more question? Is it an opportunity? For every single company, or is it only for a selection of companies? Yes, yeah, is, is it going to be exclusive for for, yeah. for global brands and uh, leave leave smaller companies out? No, 
I don't think so, because we're going to make it accessible through, as I said before, phones and also through the PC. That's the longer term vision for us. So that's why, you know, the, the limiting factor really of having the VR glasses is not there. Um, of course, the experience with VR glasses are going to be more immersive than on the, on the PC and on the phone, I can imagine. But nevertheless, you know, we want to make it, you know, accessible and inclusive as much as possible. And I think smaller companies as well as the big brands, of course, they are leading the pack right now, uh, the big brands. But I think, you know, in a few years from now, it's going to be equal opportunity for all the brands out there and particularly uh Adamant class, we are very, very close to the SMB communities. I mean, if you look at, for example, if you look at COVID, I got so many, so much feedback that you know, us as Meta, we were the lifeline for many of the of, of the small businesses going from offline into online, making the shops online, having no omni channels, you know, after COVID, and really have a prosperous and, and flourishing business. Love CMO talk. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We're interested in your opinion and you'll help others find this podcast too. We're now going to present you with uh, several dilemmas. You've got a chance to just pick one out of two very quickly. Don't think okay. too hard. Okay, you ready? Here we go. In person or in the metaverse? So, nothing beats in person. I said this, a big hug and being together uh, is great. But if I can't be in person, the metaverse is the place to be. Okay, so in person is still still Trump's metaverse <laughs> for now. Anyway, see what see what you, uh, ask you again in ten years time. Uh, reels or stories? Um, story are great, but quite frankly, I tr- I'm trying arrow person. I like to test things. I really have a good time with reels right now. Reels, right? I don't even know what the question was. To be honest, I'm not. <laughs> I don't do that sort of stuff. Um, Microsoft or Meta? That was coming together, right? I had amazing time with Microsoft. I still love that company. It's a great company, but I'm super excited. As you probably can tell, the last 30 minutes, yeah. you know, now, now here at Meta and, and the great future and the innovation that we drive. Shall okay. we get next, next one, Bitcoin or NFTs? Okay, if my son would be here, we'd say, say Bitcoin, say Bitcoin. No, I say uh, NFTs because we're doing a lot with creators and NFTs right now. And I think this is this is a great way forward and that's the future. So definitely NFTs. Oh, interesting. Uh, Instagram or WhatsApp? Well, that's like make me asking to choose between my children. Uh, it's both <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you got a favorite there as well. <laughs> uh, I'm a WhatsApp person. I love WhatsApp. And even before I joined Meta, you know, WhatsApp was my lifeline. I am really big on WhatsApp. Yeah, me too. Uh, Berlin or Silicon Valley? Okay, Berlin. <laughs> I love the US. As, well, as I said, you know, uh, having family there. But at the end of the day, yes, Berlin. Okay. <laughs> which, which dilemma would you like to discuss in more detail? So I would probably the dilemma, you know, uh, reels versus stories, mm-hmm. because that's people ask me all the time, you know, what is the great thing now? Is it just you copying TikTok and da 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 da? Mm. And I think with reels, it's a very very differentiated experience. It's it's much more you're taking part in something. You don't lean back. Um, people are not really consuming reels, they're really actively engaging and having a conversation and reels is a combination of entertainment, personal connection and it now makes more, uh, up more than half of the content shared in, in messages on Instagram. And uh, it, it's, it's really uh, monetizing right now, it's crossing the billion 
annual revenue run rate already, and uh, it will have a higher revenue run rate than stories uh, did in, uh, in, in the in the times you know at the same time in the same time frame. So that's basically um, I wouldn't say the dilemma. But that's the, the evolution we are in right now, stories versus reels. I would say stories and reels. Um, what's your favorite brand and why? Um, I already told you, I exposed this a little bit. I think what BMW is doing is really, really great. I mean, I work with so many different brands and I'm, I'm very honored to do this and, and I'm very humble to see what they're doing and how they're doing stuff. But right now, really BMW with the Mini, um, that you can really zip around the track in a very own virtual mini and use, you know, the VR app in Horizon Worlds. This is really, really cool. And also uh, L'Oreal. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. it. Yeah. We have a startup incubator in Paris focused on the metaverse. That's also very cool what L'Oreal is doing, really leading the pack, embracing the change. Um, there is a lot of creativity and experimentation yes. going on uh -huh. right now. And I love brands who just have the guts and have you know, uh, the courtesy and the and the willingness um, to go and try out. Well, and again, it's try and error. Some uh, things will work and some will very first, Our very first global... Great examples, Miniverse uh, and also the L'Oreal Incubator. Yeah, great our, our very first uh, global podcast. Philip Markman. Was Philip Markman from L'Oreal. Yeah. Um, so They acquired Modiface and uh, we had a, yeah, a great talk about uh, the transformation to a beauty tech company. So for the listeners, probably nice to check them out. It's the very yeah. first episode of CMO Talk Global. Yeah. Angie, what would you advise to your younger self? My younger self, don't hire little Angies. Be, <laughs> <laughs> be open, be honest, be transparent, be authentic. Mm. Um, and also, don't always try to be perfect. Mm. The truth is nobody is perfect. Nobody is 100% ready. Mm. So don't let that stop you. Um, I think with hard work and believe of yourself, you can achieve anything, but you have to get on stage. You have to not sit in the auditorium and watch people play on stage very nicely and be very comfortable in your audience. No, you have to get up, you have to walk on that stage and you have to play. That's, you know, my advice for my younger self. You, you live close to the mountains. Uh, you live close to Munich. Um, what do you do when it's time to relax? Relax. What is this? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you really do work for an American yes. company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I um, I'm really crazy about the mountains. I I climb them in the summer. I ski down there uh, in the mountain uh, in the in the winter. You know, I love to spend time with my family. My son is about to head out for, for college. My two stepdaughters are visiting Chicago and Seattle. So family is super important. Leisure time uh, is 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 always in nature. And also, I love to swim. A lot of mm. hobbies. Um, I was wondering, um, who inspires you? That sounds probably... And you can't, you can't yeah. answer yeah. Bill or Mark. No, 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 no. <laughs> and again, I don't have... Uh, you know, I love them on the business side of the house, but uh, there are other people who inspire me day in and day out. And I have to be honest, for the last... I'm not saying my age, right? For many, many, many years, my mom inspired me. Oh. Um, why? Particularly in the in the last six to ten years, she inspired me even more how strong she is. Mm. Um, she spent the last six years in a wheelchair. She had two strokes. Oh. Her right side is paralyzed, and she tries to enjoy her life 
every single day. And growing up, she showed me that when you fall, you stand up and you walk again. And when I got a little bit too big for my boots, she told me, don't forget where you come from. Yes. So, um, yeah, she's grounding me, but she also inspired me through all my life. And now particularly in the last six years, she's, she's telling me, hey, even if you are in that situation, you can still enjoy life and life is precious. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, yeah. really. Yeah. I would like to thank you for your time. It was great to have you with us today. Angie Givert, a VP EMEA at Meta, and we talked about leadership, technology. Uh, don't want to miss out any episode of CMO Talk. You can subscribe to cmotalk.global or your favorite podcast channel. And uh, you can also discover our newsletter on our website. You can subscribe and you won't miss out any new episodes. Thanks again, Angie, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. It was fun. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Please visit cmotalk.global for more interviews. The CMO Talk podcast is developed and directed by Energize. Audio, mixing, and mastering by voice booking. CMO Talk is sponsored by our valued partner, Adobe. Adobe.